My favorite part of it is that I do believe this is applicable for anyone, for anyone who wants to learn a little bit more about self-defense and to feel confident when they walk out alone in the world. This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations. Hi, and welcome to another episode. I'm Sensei Michelle. I'm Lainan. I'm Sensei Jackie. I'm Sensei Tracy. And I'm Sensei Jim, and we are the book crew. And today we are discussing Classical Chokes, the Supreme Empty Hand Self-Defense System, written by Master Joseph Collegian. And therefore, you are going to hear pages turn, folks. So we're going to apologize right now for this sound. (laughs) Deal with it. (laughs) (laughs) And while I'm on the note of deal with it, we have yet another disclaimer to open up with, don't we? We sure do, Sensei. Sensei. As Sensei Jim stated, the book was written by Master Joe Collegian, someone that we all know and love. And yes, I know that he has passed away, and I know that I am using the first tense as I say this. And again, you're just going to have to get over it, folks, because I'm doing it. (laughs) The point is, we don't even expect to be objective about this book. (laughs) (laughs) Not even close. It was edited almost completely by Sensei Tracy, who is right here. Yay. And so she's probably going to be the most critical of all because she looks at it with an eye different than what we do. That's right. right. Anybody who has put a project together knows that they look back on it and say, oh, I wish I would have gone here. I wish I would have put this there. But the book is fantastic. So when we get to the part where we say the things that we don't like about the book, I think it's going to be a really short part. What do you yes. think? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I agree. I have a couple things. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then let's get started. Well, first off, I don't like the subtitle. I think we fought about the subtitle back in the day. And I think to some people, some martial artists who weren't part of Goju, who ended up purchasing the book, because a lot of people did buy this book, the title is misleading. I think what Sensei meant by the subtitle is that chokes themselves are the supreme empty hand self-defense system. Not that he is giving you the supreme system, that he's telling you the system. The chokes are the system. Mm-hmm. And he he got that. And, and that, I think, it could have been a better subtitle to kind of... I can see that. the confusion, but I didn't read it as he was trying to be, I got the answer for everybody. I read it as the chokes are the answer. Mm-hmm. So did I, but maybe that's because we knew him. Good point. Okay, one more, and then we have to push. Uh, (laughs) Later on, he classified chokes, and he did it after I had edited the book, pretty soon after I had edited the book. And I wish I had had that information when I was helping edit it, because then we could have included the classification in a way that maybe would have made a little more sense to me. And I did not have any problem with the way this book was chaptered. Obviously, I was in the dojo, so I learned the systemized way that Master Collegian later discussed choking. I don't think it was more efficient or less efficient. It was different. But that's him, isn't it? Absolutely. He was constantly growing and changing his entire martial arts life. And I love that mm-hmm. about him. Yes, Sensei. All right. I'm ready to push on to the things we liked. And this will take too much time. I can already feel it. (laughs) Okay, Sensei Jim, start us out. All right. Well, I think it's an excellent manual on just applying chokes. And the pictures are excellent. And the text is excellent. Yeah, I'm going to say as a reference, it's top notch. Oh, yes, absolutely. That's Also, do you think that a person has to have a dojo in order to understand some of the simpler chokes? No. 
See, I agree with that. I don't think so. I think you could purchase this book, which by the way, not that we're asking you to, is available on Kindle. Yes. yes. <laughs> and it's available for print. As well, I as believe well. also. Sure. I mean, you could just Google it. Let's spell Master Collegian's name. His name is Joseph Collegian. Joseph, J-O-S-E-P-H. And Collegian, K-E-L-L-J-C-H. I-A-N. All right. We're not going to get too deep into the technicality of the chokes because we hope to come back to that as our finale. Yes. <laughs> our favorite <Right>. part. <laughs> All right, Simpson Tracy, do you have one you liked? Yeah. No, my favorite part of it is that I do believe this is applicable for anyone, for anyone who wants to learn a little bit more about self-defense and to feel confident when they walk out alone in the world. Mm-hmm. I, I think you can learn some basic, really good techniques from this book. Mm-hmm. And I think this connects to what you're saying. Tell me if you agree. I love that on page 47, he reiterates something that he and I had discussed so much where the application of weaponry kind of equalizes a playing field against a larger person. So then if you know that soft tissue in the throat Mm. or the nose or the back of the spine, it's it's one more thing on your side. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. No, all chokeable areas. I'm just saying. Yes, all chokeable and certainly lots of weapons that fit them. And Landon, I think yours kind of goes along with hers. Yes, I, I do agree with Sensei Tracy that this book, especially for younger people that are of age to read the book, it's very simple to understand. And one thing that I really loved about this book that I don't remember seeing the first time I read it was the glossary and how the points in the glossary are so helpful in one understanding the book, but also it's pretty much a complete description of everything regarding self-defense and chokes in our system. Yeah. So it's awesome. I I really think that it was a, a great addition to the book. Okay. I'm going to interrupt right here and say two things. I can't believe I forgot one of them earlier. One, the first time Landon read this book was like five years ago. Wow. So that's scary, but we all know he's mature beyond his years. This book is not for youth. It is not for a 10-year-old child. No, not at all. I would say it's for a serious student who has massively good self-control, 15 and up. I agree. I agree. A high school student. Okay. The second thing is, I love the dedication to Master Hess. Yes. And thank Mm -hmm. you for doing that. And if by some chance anybody out there has any way to reach Master Hess, please tell us, because I will continue to try to reach out to him until I get him to return, as I keep on doing. So if you're out there and you know a way to reach Master Hess and you're willing to tell him to get in touch with me or give me a way to to reach out to him, boy, would I appreciate it, right? Wouldn't that be incredible, Sensei? Yes. And we're all over the web at Wildcat Dojo, so we're reachable. Us. Go to wildcatdojo.com. That's our website. Send us an email at dojoconversations at aol.com or on Instagram at wildcatdojoconversations and on Twitter and Facebook at wildcatdojo. And now that I'm done interrupting us, we're back to you, Sensei Jackie, and what you liked. See, you thought I forgot where I was. <laughs> what I loved about this book is that I felt Master Collegian was sitting there right next to me in the room talking as I read it. His voice came through. Thank you for the good editing, Sensei Tracy. <laughs> it really did. I wish I had written down the phrases that reminded me so much of him, but they're throughout the book. And so on this 20-year anniversary of the book, which is hard to believe, Mm -hmm. both an homage and a uh, 
a wonderful reference for me. We all agree with this. Yeah. It was really kind of sentimental. So reading a technical book about choking and feeling sentimental at the same time, boy, I was having some issues right there in the middle of that going on. I was like, wait, Michelle, focus. (laughs) That's the hard and the soft. Uh, Only in really, really weird way. Yes. Okay. I'm going to go with the photos, both the cover and the pictures of um, Master Jeff Collegian and Master Greg Collegian. But these pictures were taken 20 years ago. Right. So- Give or take. Yes. <laughs> I'll get it. Got Give it. or take. Okay. So the cover photo, you have to check it out. Look it up on Amazon. Is a great picture taken by a lady named Rachel Mittler. And it is a picture of Master Collegian's hand. And she did a nice job. So thank you, Rachel. I love the way his thumb is tucked in properly and perfectly, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It's so cool. And of course, all the pictures of Jeff and Greg choking each other. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall to hear the dialogue between them. I I bet that was a a fun day. (laughs) All right, guys. I believe we are moving on to quotes. Oh, Do you think I'm right? I think you are, Sensei. I can't believe it's already time for us to get to quotes. I feel so on top of it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, these are fun quotes, Sensei. I'm going to start the quotes out because my quote comes from the very first paragraph of chapter one, and it says, some of choking's earliest practitioners were dinosaurs. How much fun was that sentence when you opened the book? (laughs) It was great. (laughs) Who often used starvation of oxygen and starvation of blood techniques to subdue their victims. Consider also the anaconda, boa constrictor, and the python. These snakes are grandmasters of chokes, their lessons in combative actions priceless. I love that he called them grandmasters as if he asked them to join him, our grandmaster. And and the way he said their lessons were priceless. And if you are a martial artist in training, then you know animals were the basis yes. of that training, whether you're going back to a praying mantis style or whether you're in a style like Goju that uses the snake as one of its animals. Yes. Yes. Also, I never really considered the choking of the anaconda, even though I'm very aware of it, ah. as something that relates to the kind of choking that we do. It's very interesting, oh, isn't it? I never thought about it either, yeah. the, the ball of constrictor, when any of them. Okay, who's up next? I think I am, Sensei. My quote is, to approach a choke technique out of stillness is by far the best approach that can be made. Stillness in a combative state is a consciousness of the time between knowing that the fight is going to happen and it happening. Okay, first off, if you spent any time with Master Collegian at any kind of intermediate or advanced level, he talked about the power of coming from stillness. Mm. Now, that's going to be way too hard for us to describe in an audio podcast, isn't it? I think so, Sensei. So get in touch with us. We'll meet up and we'll talk. (laughs) come to class and we'll do it in class i just just don't know what else to say about it because it's a hard thing to understand there's that calmness that confidence what else i would say if you have a house cat watch your cat because when it goes to get a lizard or attack anything it is completely movement free until it goes after it and that is exactly what I believe Master Collegian was trying to say in stillness to a choke. We all agree. Yes. Absolutely. He also defines it in the back of the book. He, he calls it the split second before physical movement. 
Stillness in a combative state is an understanding of the time between knowing the fight is going to happen and it happening. Mm. And I appreciate that definition. I do. But if you were not you and you were reading that, it's hard to glean. And I think that's the word from that, that it's inside of you that the calmness is. It's that lack of jitteriness and fetteredness and that not showing the adrenaline that is about to explode out of you. It's too hard to describe on air. You could almost, <laughs> you. You could almost um, substitute calmness as for stillness. I'll, I'll accept that if you if you if you're emphasize at, the word almost. Yeah. <laughs> we could do a whole podcast on stillness yeah. because it's a whole it's a whole Buddhist concept as well. Like yes. a, it's a very serious concept. And it's, but it's different than our sense of stillness in many ways, but I'm sure yeah. there are similarities. I love it. I'll do some research on it and you guys get back to me too. Okay. Yes. On that note, we're going to push to you, Landon. Where are we? My favorite quote from the book is weapon chokes are only performed by elite individuals. And I highlighted that in the essay that I wrote many years ago. And what I think is so interesting about that is that in our style, we put a huge emphasis on the importance of safety and control with the weapons that we use. And in this book that is so focused on the ability to learn from this book and the outline of the choking system, that the weapons are a different level. And that that elite individual's part really highlights that can't just pick up a weapon. So I think that's something that's in line with our style greatly. And I can totally see Master Collegian highlighting that. I liked it. it. The only thing I would say is that elite doesn't apply to someone who's arrogant. It applies to someone who has learned along the way. And that's what makes them elite, not just their attitude toward themselves. It's well-practiced. Right. And that's what I was going to say too. Exactly the same thing, Sensei Jackie, because I don't want the audience to think of elitism. No, that's exactly what I was thinking. I want you to think of, boy, I put the time in and now I'm okay with it. I look at it like the difference between being just an enlisted man and um, a special forces. Oh, and I look at it like anything you come upon, I'm going to use Sensei Tracy's cooking and my cooking. I cook. Then the people do not die when they eat it. (laughs) And that's where it ends right there. On the other hand, Sensei Tracy, she makes masterpieces. So you got to visit her site, which is Tracy.Broussard on Instagram. And that's B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D. And you are sure to get hungry while looking. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) And I'm not even insulting myself. I'm telling it the way it is. (laughs) I don't love cooking. I'm allowed. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know how I'm going to come out of cooking and get back on weapons, but you're up, (laughs) Sensei Tracy. All right. So a quote that I really enjoy is this one. One of the advantages of understanding the Manrique Gazeri is in knowing that it can be found all around you. So that's truth. And I like that because it's great in a combative sense. But then this part of it I love because it's pure sensei. Its destiny can be fulfilled with the assistance of a belt, rope, chain, pantyhose, towel, and almost anything flexible. The idea of one of these things having a destiny to (laughs) choke someone is pure sensory. And I'm getting the visual of somebody taking off their pantyhose and saying, okay, I got a weapon in my hands. And you know what? We would do it. Absolutely. So there you go. We'd even cut one of the legs out and use it as a garage. I love that one. And I believe, Sensei Jim, for this part, you're taking us home. That's right, Sensei. 
And I am actually going to go with the actual last paragraph in the book, and it has so much of Master Collegian's voice coming through, to me anyway. Since a fight in reality has no rules, I believe it is better to apologize for what you did rather than be sorry for what you didn't do. When considering your options, keep jokes at the top of your list. Remember, a joke can be nothing more than a serious hug. <laughs> it, does, it does sound just like him. I'm going to get a serious hug from Master Collegian. <laughs> and I feel like we really need to stipulate that when he says, be sorry for what you did and not what you didn't do, it does not mean be reckless and inconsiderate. No. And see, we all know that because mm -hmm. we were there in the room with the man. Right. But to hear the sentence, a person could twist it us and make it into meaning I can be, you know, a Whatever relentless jerk. And that's not what he means. What no. he means, and, and tell me if you think I'm wrong, is if the doo-doo is going to hit the ventilator, don't wait. Right. Right. That's what it means. I know I use doo-doo on this. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and from doo-doo, we are going to go to, oh. our, I know it's getting worse, our favorite joke. Okay, Cynthia Jim, pick it up. Okay, Sensei, my favorite joke, there's so many good ones, but my favorite is the bone-breaking joke. Partly for sentimental reasons. Partly for sentimental because reasons. Because of how you learned it, which how someone is sentimental about choking. Yeah, is I, learned it in, <laughs> I learned it in a black belt class. Sensei, uh, Master DeVoe actually taught it to me. And I just really opened my eyes into what's possible, what you can do. And I'm going to say that choke is extremely technical and extremely difficult. And you really need to have years of practice. And do not practice on your friends, folks, because people will be paralyzed. Yes. Absolutely. And that is in the book, too. Do not practice on a friend. Good. Okay, who's up next? I am. Uh, my favorite choke is the Chinese stranglehold. It can be done with weapons, without weapons, with oxygen or with blood. And it is by far my favorite joke. And you see it a lot in movies, I think. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's sort of where your arms create the number four-ish yes. thing. Okay. Where are we going? I really like the pin choke. In this book specifically, the pin choke with the weapon. I'm a weapons guy when it comes to chokes in this case. And I think that, first of all, a pin choke was one of the first things that I learned. Because if it's, I would say, somewhat simplicity. Mm -hmm. Um and it goes to that concept of your level of self-defense. Mm -hmm. So do you just need to be able to control somebody just for a minute to calm down? Or do you need to hold somebody to wait for help? Well, first off, we're, we all like pin chokes. There's no choke in here that we're going, we don't like it. Right. right. Oh, for sure. <laughs> right. But having said that, I think a, a pin choke is a very reasonable choke. I'm not positive. I would recommend it for holding somebody while waiting for help because it's kind of violent. Yes. But it depends. There's too many variables in a real life threatening situation for anyone to call anyone else's decisions. If your life is threatened, you've got to make an action. That's what we just finished saying. That's right. Right. Okay. Right. That takes us to, oh, good. We're up, Sensei Jason. <laughs> All right, Sensei. My favorite is the finger choke. And it's my favorite because I actually saw Master Collegian do it at a rape awareness seminar. He went up to a man in the audience and just very casually, and, and it didn't even look like it was that powerful, grabbed his larynx, and the man coughed for the next 30 solid minutes. And um, I, I saw how incredibly powerful it was. And, and without that much effort, I think anyone could do it in a situation where they... It's been my favorite choke for many, many years, the finger choke. And when I teach it, 
I have people do it on themselves. Yes. Ah. So you know they're not going to get hurt, but you, you, they all are like surprised that they really feel it. In this case, folks, you're going to have to buy the book Absolutely. and take a look. I rhymed again. <laughs> I just had such a wonderful vision of Sensei Tracy saying, well, Master Gleason just walked up to the man and grabbed his legs. <laughs> we can all see it. So clearly. I'm guessing he didn't get invited back. <laughs> And finally, we're going to finish with my favorite, which is a strike choke. I think I like a strike choke because it's quick. It's not real visible. You don't have to have a lot of skill to get the work done. And a lot of parts of your hand and a lot of weapons can get the job done for you. Whether you're using your ridge hand, your knife hand, or the web of your hand. They're all good strikers. Yes. Right. And there's so many things around you in your house that you can use Mm -hmm. from an umbrella to a frying pan. Ooh. Nice. So a frying pan might be a little large for the job. I might get more than just the throat. (laughs) Oh, well. (laughs) I like the way you think. (laughs) That's why we all keep an iron skillet right by our door. That's right. Or our bed. Or our bed, right? (laughs) They're joking, by the way. You don't know that. (laughs) That's true. All right, guys, we have had as much fun today as I knew we would. It was very, very easy and very, very fun. Uh, I believe we have one little bit of business to do. Am I correct? We certainly do, Sensei. Hey, I wonder if they could call Cynthia at Honor Athletics and ask her about this book, because if she didn't have it, maybe she would start carrying it. Oh, I'm just saying. You can call Cynthia, our sponsor at Honor Athletics, at 770-945-5150. You can visit them online at honor-athletics.com. You can scroll down in the notes and uh, just click her link. But don't forget, make sure you mention Wildcat Dojo on checkout for your 10% discount. Before we close out, wasn't it fun to have Landon here in that rare occasion that he can make a book episode? Absolutely. He partly made it because this is only a 135-page book. I mean, I'm not <laughs> insulting anybody. Too. I'm saying he's a busy guy. Right. Yeah. So that is another reason why y'all should read it, right? That's it. Anybody have any other last words? Otherwise, we're going to close it out. I do not. I don't. Since nope. Okay. So let's all say it together. And, and we're, we're the, the book, book crew signing out. Thanks for being here. Hope you join us again next week on Wildcat Dojo Conversations.